This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor. On today's episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast, we're talking about when current events should alter your sermon preparation. I'm Kyle Willis, and as always, Dace Clifton. Dace, how are you, man? Man, I'm coffeeed up, so I'm doing great. All right, and I heard you got some snow over the weekend. It was an unbelievable apocalyptic-like snow for Central Texas. We had like 10 inches, which probably happens once every 50 to 100 years. I don't know. Wow. Very good. You uh, go play out in the yard with the kids? We absolutely did. We built snowmen. They built an igloo or at least half of an igloo. People were driving up and down my street, pulling like laundry baskets behind trucks, you know, so kids could, you know, sled. That's, you know, that's what you do. Safe. That's what you do in Central Texas, absolutely. Um, hey, Dace, before we get started and we talk about the stuff that really matters today, uh, some current events, but before we talk about that, I need an update on our Dogecoin. Uh, we got into cryptocurrency. <laughs> Hopefully, you weren't doing that on your day off, but um, it's been a rough kind of time. C- can you give us an update? Do you know where we're at on that? Well... We could have taken that $10 that we invested and mm-hmm. we probably could have just rolled it up and lit it on fire. That might have been a better way because we would have at least got some warmth out of it maybe. Um, yeah, thankfully, the Thriving in Ministry podcast does not have an operating budget that is based on our skill with cryptocurrency because otherwise we would be doomed. I think since we recorded last week, we're only down like 15%. So we still have 850 left in the account uh, from the original 10. So maybe now is the time to uh, either take our losses and walk away or double down. I think you'd get like a supersized meal for about that price. And so, yeah, that probably would be the time to go ahead and uh, go ahead and go and, you know, get your extra value meal. I think the best way to handle this is let's just set it and forget it. So uh, enough about cryptocurrency, but uh, the last week really has been full with other current events. And when we're thinking about it, uh, we don't talk about politics really on the Thriving Ministry podcast, but there have been events uh, obviously with the Capitol and, and different events surrounding this transition of presidents. Talk to me about it. Uh, what are your thoughts, or, or not even your thoughts, but uh, did you plan on addressing it had the snow not come in Central Texas, or do you just let those <laughs> things kind of slide? Well, there's a lot to say, I suppose. Uh, I mean, it's a weird time. That's the understatement of the century. I think um, everyone or most people in our nation have really been taken back by everything that's going on. And and here's a big news flash: our nation is very divided. And hmm. issues have become divisive. Are you shocked by that? I am kind of. I thought everybody was holding hands, socially distanced apart, wearing, you know, masks and everything was fine. Is it is it not out there? I haven't been outside in the last uh, year. <laughs> well, from where I can see, see it, yeah, things are a little bit different than what you described. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, it's interesting. I actually got a text this morning, Kyle from uh, one of the area pastors who he's part of another denomination, but he basically wanted to meet, have like kind of like an emergency meeting uh, so that we could talk about how to, you know, we could address these things on a unified front, that type of thing. And, and so, yeah, we're going to get into that. And, and should you, how should you navigate this unusual time as a church leader and as a pastor and, and one who uh, is called to preach the gospel of Jesus? 
And as I'm sitting here thinking about this and as we were preparing kind of uh, for this topic, there have been a number of people who have covered this topic and and covered it well. Uh, And so we're not trying to necessarily uh, recreate the wheel or duplicate their thoughts. But for the sake of uh, entertainment on this podcast, I think we're both going to pick a side. So uh, do you want to be on the pro or uh, con side of letting current events impact your sermon preparation? I'll be on the not crazy side. Okay. So not crazy or not (laughs) don't let it impact you. Yeah. Don't let it, don't let it impact you um, because you, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to take the other side of it then just so we can have a healthy debate and maybe find some common ground or some key takeaways for those pastors and church leaders listening. You know, we want you to be encouraged. We want you to create margin in ministry, avoid burnout and lead effectively. And so as you're doing that with yourselves and in your congregation, uh, thriving in ministry podcast, dailypastor.com. That's really kind of a place, a community that, that we are building that we want you to engage in, uh, because we know that, that ministry can be more effective if, if you're healthy. And, and so we're just trying to offer some practical tips. Uh, Dace, you have experience in the pastorate. Uh, I get to work with churches, but not in a pastoral role. So you're probably going to win this argument regardless, uh, just because you've been doing this, this award while now. Well, I don't know if I've been doing it well for a while or right for a while, but no, I've learned a few things. And well, one thing I would want to say at the outset of this is that it really can cause uh, additional stress, uh, distraction for church leaders when things like this go on. And one of the reasons why that is, is because even in my own denomination, there are people that really kind of uh, compartmentalize, I guess you would say, in two different camps. And so we're really not going to talk about that, but there's a lot of division on this subject. And so, you know, wow, you've got to preach this Sunday. Should you um, make your next sermon crafted to specifically address this? And I've been just kind of monitoring things a little bit and seeing what some of the big dogs are doing. And both of, you know, that you see two different directions. You see some guys that are interrupting series and you see them, um, you know, preaching sermons that are going to specifically address violence in the Capitol and what's happening in an inauguration. And then you see other guys who are saying, you know what, we're focusing on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Our message hasn't changed and we're going to press forward and we've got to be light in a dark world. And, you know, just to lay the cards down, Kyle, that's where I am. Well, Dace, let me ask you this. Since you're on the camp of don't address current events or or maybe not let that impact your sermon preparation, uh, can I start with this question? When would you let a current event impact your sermon preparation? Well, let me nuance this a little bit. And some advice that many preachers are given, which I would agree with, is you know you study your Bible, and next to your Bible you have the newspaper. So you can't keep your head in the sand in the sense that, well, we just it completely ignore everything that's going on in the world. I think that's wrong. That's not what I'm saying. The bottom line is we have to keep first things first. And and where a pastor and a preacher of the gospel needs to go is, number one, what has not changed? I mean, frankly, what happened the other day in the Capitol, did it shock many people? Yes. But are those sentiments that were expressed there, I mean, growing and thriving and throughout our country? Absolutely they are. So in that sense, last Tuesday or whatever day it was, people didn't just decide to get angry and take sides. I mean, this is stuff that's been going on for years. And so to, you know, have this, you know, knee jerk reaction where full stop, you know, we've got to totally pivot. We've got to do ministry different. 
I mean, if that's your approach, I, I think that you've maybe not been paying attention. Would that be a good way to say right. it, Kyle? Yep. Yeah. I totally agree. And, and that's kind of, uh, I'm not saying this was a total pivot away from it, but yeah. you know, when do you address something from the pulpit yeah. as opposed to uh, even social media or in a newsletter or your daily blog or, yeah. or however pastors communicate, you know, cause you do strike this balance between the unchanging truths in scripture, and, yeah. but also this uh, reality that, um, the, the congregation that you're leading and shepherding, that they have real feelings, emotions, thoughts, they're working through yeah. things. And so how do you help lead and shepherd them well, right? Well, absolutely. And one of the questions I think we could ask, and every church leader needs to ask is, at its root, what gospel principle, what truth about God and Jesus Christ is the medicine that people need right now? And so for me, when I think about that, I think, number one, I think, man, people's only hope is in Jesus Christ, right? It's not in a, in a political party or in uh, some movement that's brought about by man. It's in a movement that's been ordained and orchestrated by God. And God's answer to our sinful world is Jesus. And so how can I direct people to that? And, and that same truth that I'm wanting to direct people, I mean, that's, you know, that's the timeless thing, right? And so, um, yeah, I think. You know, do I address it and preach a, a message specifically on on what I just said? Yeah, absolutely. But but yeah, there's not this gigantic pivot because because of of one particular event that happened within the Capitol. And Dave, so since we're taking opposing viewpoints here, um, what I would say is, you know, not necessarily from like a marketing uh, perspective. I mean, it can appear gimmicky. Right. If every week that the pastor is is talking about, I don't know, whatever Kanye ate for breakfast or, uh, you know, different things that are coming on, it, it can appear that you're almost trying to be too cool uh, for your congregation. So I'm not necessarily advocating a full shift to the other direction. Uh, what I'm concerned with is pastors that that do two things. Uh, one that that stick our head in the sand and we don't address it at all. Uh, and I would advocate that that may show a lack of connection to what's going on. And and I think that um, we can see in Scripture, throughout Scripture, that current events were part of what was happening. And yeah. they were part of discussions. I mean, even with Paul and, and certainly in Jesus' times, that the culture did impact the stories um, and the teachings of Jesus. But the other thing I would say is that uh, my concern, I guess, is pastors talking about current events and then going way far uh, to completely different yeah. spot. And I'm kind of rambling here, but so I would argue, hey, let's talk about them because it shows a, a care and leadership for your congregation mm -hmm. as if, if you had to weigh in between the two. Uh, whether it's don't talk about it at all yeah. or say something, uh, I'm going to alter and choose the say something side. Well, when I think about my church in the context of leading people, you know, that are following Christ, I think, and I'm going to rip something off uh, that I heard really good the other day from Mark Clifton, no relation. He talked about the difference of being a prepared people and a planning people. And what he said was, my interpretation of what he said was basically prepared people are people that are 
you know, ready to respond in light of the gospel spiritually, financially, I mean, emotionally, I mean, they are gospel people. And so when they look at the world, they see the brokenness of the world, they're going to respond like Jesus respond. That's a prepared people. A planning people are people that, wow, we're just trying to plan, let's do this. And then something changes. And then, so we have to alter, you know, our, our entire plans or, Hey, all of the efforts that are focused on planning, um, those efforts might be better you know, stewarded if we would focus on preparation, preparing people, people to be gospel people in a, in a broken age. And so when I think about, you know, what has happened, you know, how can my people uh, have full confidence in Jesus? How can they walk with him in intimate fellowship? How can they uh, look at the world around them with, with gospel eyes, with Jesus sunglasses, you know, so that they see what they need to see. Because um, I would be one of those who would say, I don't believe that you can trust the media in its entirety. Um, Subject for another conversation. I am very concerned about um, big media, big tech and, and censorship. That concerns me because I do believe that everybody should have the right to express an opinion, regardless of how valid it may be. And so, um, yeah, I think that leading people. Well, let, me, let me ask you this. Let me let me jump in here and say, okay, if if and not necessarily that you're saying this, but we think back to 2020, there were a lot of events or a lot of movements, and so not only yeah. uh, dealing stuff with COVID 19, but then the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, yeah. There there are certainly things, obviously, uh, the political stuff that happened uh, around the election. Yeah. And so if you say, hey, we're, we're not going to address this at all, uh, let me ask you this. Would you address it if it was in your backyard? So maybe, you know, your church was not impacted by Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Uh, but if it was in your neighborhood yeah. and uh, there was a, a kid or a person who was who was killed, if riots were happening in your backyard, would you yeah. address it then? So uh, my yeah. question is, is it a proximity yeah. issue yeah. as opposed to – a theological issue. I think your response is going to be different depending on the closeness of it, but the, but the approach is the same. And that is how can my people look at this with gospel eyes? I mean, for example, uh, if there's a, a young African-American male who's unjustly killed, you know, I'm called to look at that through the eyes of Jesus, right? I mean, with, through gospel eyes that, you know, the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, eviscerates racism uh, racism is a sin. And so that's where I've got to land 10 out of 10 times. Um, if it is a, uh, issue that is, you know, here locally, you know, how would God have me to respond amongst city council people and all of those things, you know, certainly he's not placed me in Washington DC, right? So I can't, uh, easily go down there and and lobby and have the same you know, type of influence that I would hear. And so I just really believe that for my own life and for the life of my people, the question is, how can I be a prepared person? How can I be a person that's about the mission of Jesus Christ to, you know, show him to make much of Jesus as the light of the world uh, in the context that he's placed me? How can I prepare people to do that? How can I prepare them to look at the world around them with those type of lenses that are filtered through scripture and the unchanging truth of God? So what I'm hearing is you are changing your stance on this, that you are saying, hey, maybe we should prepare our sermons differently based off of cultural events. No? 
Well, and the, you're, you're shaking your head. Yeah, I can see I this know, because, and, and I'm just trying to argue yeah. aside. I, I actually yeah. fall a little bit more on your side, but uh, just just for some tension here. Yeah. Well, to me, and maybe, and it's probably because I'm not clear at the core. I mean, you, you have the the timeless, unchanging truths of Scripture and of Jesus Christ, and and that's you know if we don't we didn't do a good job investing in cryptocurrency, right? It, it, it's you know. No. It's, been a bad investment to be honest but but a kingdom investment an investment in god's unchanging kingdom and timeless kingdom i mean that's a that's a that's the best investment anyone can make and so um silent on these issues no i don't think you're silent on these issues but i just don't fall into that category kyle where it's like you know we have to pivot and and change everything to specifically address you know these 24 hours i just don't believe that because Otherwise, we're we're just it's like, what well, did you wake up yesterday? You know, sure. I guess the alternative is then you become these news outlets, right? Mm-hmm. Where stuff is just yeah. coming to you and you're speaking to it. You're you're yeah. becoming a pundit and, and kind of just rolling with the tides. So yeah. I, I don't know that I'm advocating that. I, I guess maybe a different way to say it, maybe some mutual ground that we can land on here is as you were talking about those lenses, is that scripture, and I really believe almost all the scripture will talk in one way or another to the relevancy of what's going on in your world. Yeah. For right. Sure. And so if you were an expository preacher and, and just so happened last week, you were supposed to be in this book in chapter and verse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very likely yeah. that there is some tie in through grace, through purity, through yeah. forgiveness, yeah. because it all leads back and points back to Jesus. Yeah. And that is the role uh, one of the roles of, of the pastor and preacher to uh, shepherd well in the preaching and teaching. Kyle, I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen that work out in my own ministry. And I wrote an article recently about basically time-saving hacks or solutions for pastors on preaching. And one of the things that I recommend, because this will save you a huge amount of time, and that is preaching expository sermons through that are either uh, book-related, large units of scripture-related, or you know, a topic, but it's all different passages that are all tied into that topic. If you plan like that, you will save tons of time. And what I've seen, for example, when I preach through like a book of the book of Philippians or Ephesians or Colossians, and I preach through all those books, there would be something going on specifically in the life of the church that was like bad. Like I remember one time there was a a pretty bad conflict going on with several key people in the church. And it just so happened that this series, that this book that I planned on preaching I selected the book about nine months prior. I had been preaching in it for the past four months. The morning that that conflict prior came to a head was this message that just really powerfully called for unity within the church. And man, I'm not smart enough to come up with that type of thing. And I've seen that even this past week, the message that I'm going to preach this Sunday is going to talk about being on mission and making much of Jesus. And I really believe at the heart and the core, that's what people need to hear right now. You know, don't let the dysfunction of the world around you get you off mission because that's, you know, the church is so divided right now and everybody's, you know, they're circling wagons in these different camps and where are you and where are you? And it's like, wow, we should be in Jesus's camp and and be more focused about the mission of Jesus, which is the real, um, the real cure for the dysfunction that you've seen it throughout our nation. Uh, then we should be, you know, aligning ourselves with one camp or another. So Dace, let me ask you this. And I have a feeling I know, uh, where you're going to go with this because you just uh, gave that such such an eloquent response a minute ago. Uh, but if you had a pastor who came to you and said, hey, um, should I let 
cultural events or um, things happening in the world, should that impact my sermon preparation? What's the one thing that you would tell them? I would say as you prepare your next message, if Jesus is going to show up at 1159, what would you want him to find you preaching? I think that's the question. Um, We're not going to keep our heads in the sand, but we're not going to allow culture to dictate what we preach, we're gonna we're gonna allow the truth of Christ, the timeless truth of Jesus Christ and His Word, and which is the real hope of the world, to dictate what we preach. And everything around the world that we see, we're not going to be blind to it, but we're not going to allow that to uh, alter uh, the message that we've got to present to people. And out of First Peter three fifteen. The words of Peter, he said, but in your hearts, honor Christ, the Lord is holy, always being prepared to make it offense to anyone who asks for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. And, and I think that's a great place to wrap up here, Dace, as, as we're talking about it, yeah. um, is that, hey, please, pastor, do not rewrite your sermon three times based off of what happened on Tuesday and Friday and Sunday morning. Uh, However, be prepared to give an answer because uh, people in your congregation want to be shepherded. They want to be led well. And and so um, while the cultural or certain events should not impact uh, your sermon preparation, Certainly be able to give an answer for the hope that you have and give it with uh, gentleness. So, that's right. And just to steal a phrase from Mark Clifton, we've got to be a prepared people, right? We've got to be a people that are ready to respond with the grace and the gospel of Jesus Christ in these crazy times that we're living in. That's that's where we need to be. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Thriving in Ministry podcast as we debated current events in sermon preparation. Hey, go check out that recent article that Dace wrote on dailypastor.com. You can follow us on social media, like and subscribe to this podcast because we want you to be encouraged. We want you to avoid burnout. We want you to create margin. We want you to lead effectively. Ultimately, so that lives are changed for the gospel, so that you will do ministry well. And uh, we're here for the journey. So uh, follow along. We appreciate you. And uh, if you have any questions, you can send us an email at thedailypastor at gmail.com. That's right. Hey, have a blessed day. Thanks for listening. Here's how Daily Pastor supports church leaders. First, register your email to get access to our latest content. Second, subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media. Third, get the encouragement and tools you need. This is a Thriving in Ministry podcast brought to you by Daily Pastor.